It's like a weight off your shoulder. You're not doing markets, you're not doing anything. You're just enjoying each other. Which was saying, you're welcome in Perth. We put up events that not going to cost you money, but it's giving you the ultimate life. I just kind of spent a good hour there just enjoying the beauty of the park. Welcome back one last time this series to the People of Perth podcast, a series all about the people who live in the most isolated city on the planet. Now, it's probably no surprise that the people on this podcast have all shared one thing in common, the city built on Western Australia's Swan River. Throughout this series, we've learnt that Perth is a city that attracts people from all walks of life, whether it's just a visit or a chance to build a new life for yourself. In the final episode of this series, we're going to share some of the stories shared about Perth and why it holds such a special place in so many people's hearts. I'm Carmen Braidwood and these are the people of Perth. love what it offers. When we think about Perth as a home, many people focus on the amazing beaches here, our food culture, maybe even the events we hold. But when Lazelle moved from South Africa, Perth offered something else to her and it meant a lot more. When we come to Australia, we was had to convert our money because you only get paid at the end of the month. So the first month you totally budget was on a rant. We were looking for all the free events and we were amazed by how you can have an ultimate social life with not spending a cent. The river, the free sausage sizzles they put up, the fruits they hand out at events. We were amazed because that's not part of our culture back in South Africa. And also just what the government got to offer for you. I mean, going to the library was a treat for us by belonging to the library and just have internet, you have the books, you have DVDs, you you just get that and taking myself back to that year one or two and we live very close to the zoo so we went and eat breakfast in the zoo once a week with a different animal. So having that a block away from where you live, having the amazing view of the city, going to a park that's very well looked after, going to a park where there's a, a, a barbecue for you and you can do your barbecue and there, that is, that is what was offered for me that mean I didn't need anything more. The festivals that was put up with a lot of free kids activity, which was saying, you're welcome in Perth. We put up events that not going to cost you money, but it's giving you the ultimate life. And that's another thing why it was easy for me to, cl- to have my back door closed. Well, for someone uh, like me who's been here pretty much a whole life, other than a few stints overseas, over east, I should say, um, that puts it in perspective. It really helps me appreciate what we've got here in Perth. I think you only appreciate what you've got in Perth when you come from a a different place. Mm. Um, The park's amazing. You, You don't have that. You don't sit in a park like that back in South Africa. Our complexes was all security, mm. which we, it's a different lifestyle. I was so shocked when the house didn't have fences around it. I said, why does these people don't have a fence around it? It was a new thing for me to learn that your house don't need to be fenced in. 
it's okay. It's okay to have an open garden that everybody in the street can walk past on your lawn. Mm. So that that's things that was different and that's things that I appreciate. And that was the things that I would know straight away very soon after we land here. This is where I'm going to get old and this is where I'm going to raise my children and this is where you will found me when I'm not working anymore, when I appreciate the retired life after the kids left the house. Our plan was to come here for four years and get our permanency residence, our PR, and we're here 12, 13 years now and there's no plan to go back. You might remember from earlier episodes that hot sauce maker Paul Woodham spent a lot of his younger life travelling around the world with the Navy. Well, since leaving, he decided he'd set up home in Perth. So what was it about this isolated city that made him want to stay? There was one main reason that I stayed in Perth and she's sitting next to me. (laughs) You know, I spent the last sort of um, 20 years here now straight and the last 10 while I was still in the Navy. So I got out of the Navy in 2004 And um, I guess it was then that the decision was to be made, do I move somewhere else or do do I stay here? Well, if I hadn't stayed here, I wouldn't have met Chris. So, you know, I think I made the right decision. And what about travel around WA when you have gotten the caravan out? I'm assuming you got to do some of that during COVID-19 downtimes, Chris. Where have you been? What have you liked? Um, We went up north. Uh, We did Exmouth. And Coral Bay. And Coral Bay. Loved that. And we never saw the sun for the whole day from dawn to dusk. As in your child? Yeah. He not was on the his, no. sun in the sky. Yeah, not no, the no. sun. There's plenty of that. He, he was gone the whole day on his bike. Never saw him. It was great. He had a ball. What does it but, feel like up there? Like it's a pretty relaxed kind of vibe after spending winter in Perth, isn't it? It's very relaxed. So it, it's like a weight off your shoulder. You're not doing markets. You're not doing anything. You're just enjoying each other and a bit of sun. Beautiful. So we couldn't really escape work though because our um, our car is fully wrapped in the business. Um, like you can't miss it. Auburn chili. So you know you pull up at the van park. You you do, you set up the van. You pull out the the gazebo. You sit down. You got your beer, and then people start asking you about oh. What's that on you? Oh, do you oh. run a chili company? Do you do this? Do you we do that? that down Mandra because we did a uh, Christmas in July in Mandra a couple of weeks back, and. Um, We'd stayed there previously, probably a month beforehand, and people were going, oh, what do you do? And it's like, oh, we do chilli. Oh, have you got any samples? <laughs> it's like, uh, yep, we always have samples with us because we eat what we make. So, yeah. yeah, I've experienced since we've started caravanning that my husband can be in a caravan park for five minutes before he started doing uh, quick little adjustments on people uh, as a chiropractor. People figure out what he does and then it's like, ah, oh, the next question is, you know, I slipped over in the shower last night. I'm just wondering if you could have a quick look at this. I hear it within an instant. So how quickly does the chilli sample start to come out in the caravan park? Oh, once the van's set up, you put the table out and then it's time to have a wine and some cheese and crackers. So then you've got the jellies out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty quick. Pretty so quick. in a caravan park near you, the Auburn chilli vehicle could roll up any day. Any day. You just never know. 
And if you're, um, you know, in our neighbouring sites and you see us there with the cheese platter, by all means, come come over and sample the goods. BYO booze, you guys will do the jams and chilies and sauces. Absolutely. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> if you've lived here or visited often, you might know that Perth drivers have somewhat of a reputation for being bad at merging on the freeway. Well, comedy club owner by night and truck driver by day, Jiggy Simkus has seen a lot of strange things on our roads while working. Some of it alarming and other moments give him great fuel for comedy. I'm a truck driver. That's your real job. Yeah, that's the job that pays the bills. Do you like truck yeah. driving? Not in Perth. Why is, why is it hard in Perth? Why is that? Oh, the people. It's just like, how do you people? How many, the amount of times people cut me off and stop in front of my truck on a daily basis, I lose count. Really? And you're like, how do you get a license? <laughs> you, you know, it's, yeah, like I've, I've, I've squished a motorbike between two trucks, you oh know, because the guy just cut in front of us and stopped between the two trucks and there was just no space. Like people stop in our braking space and any truckie will tell you the same thing. People just don't realise how hard it is to stop a fully load 20, 30 tonne truck. So what's your message to drivers in Perth? I can't say that, you know, because it's... (laughs) (laughs) Give me the sanitised version. What do we all need to do to be aware of drivers in trucks, to be aware of trucks on the roads and potentially save some lives here? Open your eyes and believe me when I say that I take a lot longer to stop. Mm. You know, so how heavy is your truck? What's loaded with? Oh, oh, I'm loaded with liquid waste. Far out. So yeah. that's also nasty if that ends up on if, you. If someone decides to crash into one of us, mm. it's going to be a smelly situation. Ugh. You know? Like, as I said, I've squished a motorbike between two trucks. Any other accidents you've had? Um, I've had a lady cut in front of me and I, when, when I stopped, I was in her back seat. Oh. Okay. And she's like, oh, I didn't see you. I'm like, how do you not see me? If you can't see me, a big blue truck... You shouldn't be on the road. Are people distracted? Are they using their phones? I mean, I didn't notice it, but yes, you see a lot when driving because you hire. You see a lot of things that you shouldn't see. Yeah. Like you, sh- they, these things you should leave in the bedroom, not in the traffic. What? Yes. There's people doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. Yep. I know. That's distracting. Yes. <laughs> um. Was the motorcyclist okay in that other yeah, accident? Yeah, the motorcyclist, because we, we just squashed the motorbike because I was already slowing like slowing down, so we just squashed his motorbike into a, a pocket bike. Far out. Yeah. He's very lucky to be with us. He he was very lucky, yes. What did he say? Once again, I shouldn't be repeating this, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he was screaming and shouting, and we were like, well, actually, here's video of you cutting in front of us, and then the police charged him for reckless driving. So you make sure you got dash cam always. You, you have to, especially on a truck. As a truck driver, you have to have a dash cam because people do. They just cut you off and do things like that, and it's crazy. Does your dash cam have audio? It used to. You got rid of that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, because hearing what you say <laughs> after the accident's quite funny. My dad sent me a dash cam vision of an accident um, when someone stopped suddenly in front of him and mm. went up there, bum, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, he swore. Oh, a lot. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, at at one stage, I, um, there was a joke in the company that uh, the my my camera lady might actually quit. <laughs> <laughs> Having grown up in Italy, Sharon Krasnovsky is still exploring Perth. Like any of us who's travelled to or lived in another country, she's still working out where everything is. 
When I asked her to meet me in East Perth, she arrived kind of early and we got to chatting about what she loves about being here. East Perth is a bit unknown to me. I haven't I haven't been really hanging around oh, much just, here. Just the city. Just <laughs> yeah, the city, if you like. Um, yeah. I feel like... It's more male oriented. I see as I see a lot more men around and there's, you know, they're all dressed in these corporate suits and they look really serious. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know, I guess I'm the sort of person that doesn't want to take myself too seriously. East Perth, I want to be young and feel young as long as I can. Um, and I, I feel like this actually kept me quite young. A lot of people think I look 10 years younger than what I am. <laughs> um, Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's because of, you know, this kind of childlike sort of um, personality that I have. And um, I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of avoid the <laughs> too serious sort of yeah. strong masculine energy. You've lived a lot of places. Mm-hmm. What stands out about Western Australia and Perth for you? Okay, Perth specifically, I think one of the moments um, I enjoyed the most, and this was um, actually the first or the second year I was here and I was in Kings Park. I think there is this little um, isolated spot that looks over the river. It's quite peaceful and beautiful and I just kind of spent a good hour there just thinking and enjoying the beauty of the park because it's such an amazing, beautiful place that we have. I think that was my favorite moment, just being in nature and being able to enjoy that. Yeah, it just stuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. Stillness and and really being a part of of the outside world, no matter where you are, is a pretty important part of your life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to absorb, yeah, um, what's around me. In Western Australia, I do enjoy a lot Esperance. <laughs> I have to say that that is like I whenever I can, I just go back. I just really love the nature and the wilderness around yeah. there. Yeah. Well, we've mentioned how amazing an environment Perth can be for living from our sandy beaches all the way up to our rolling hills. I'd tell you even more about it if we were sponsored by WA Tourism. Any interest, please contact me. But instead, I'm going to let Brett Della tell you why Perth's major waterway has a lifelong connection for him. I think I just love the Swan River. I'm attracted to the water, I always have been. I love growing up next to the river. We're only a street away, swimming across it, fishing, having a great time, having mud fights down there. I remember when I was a kid, I have a very distinct memory of Apple Cross or Adadale or somewhere through there. We were actually prawning and I was like neck deep up in water and Dad was like waist deep. And that waterway just opens up to so many other adventures for people. You know, growing up as a child, it's it's just one big adventure. Uh, and then as you grow older, you've got the picnics down there. You've got uh, the fun with your, your kids or your grandkids, if you've got any. Uh, and it's just, it's always a part of that community that, that Perth has always had, I think. That's, mm. that's the one for me. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode and to this series of the People of Perth podcast. A big thank you to all the people we interviewed for sharing their time and memories with us. Musician Ari Davis, 
Brett Deller from Momentum Revolution, my old schoolmate Chris Lundstrom of Infernal Fabrications, high-flying expat Debbie Stevenson, smart collectives Lizelle Hartley, Paul and Chris Woodhams of All Burn Chili, aerial yoga instructor Sharon Krizanovsky, Ziggy Simkus of the Flying Camel Comedy Club and matchmaker Yvonne Fletcher of NY Events. Without them, this podcast simply wouldn't exist. I'd also like to acknowledge Kyle Brown of Bad Bard Productions for doing so much work behind the scenes, sifting through many, many interviews in order to turn out these beautiful storytelling episodes. Kyle, you're a champion and there's no way this podcast would exist without you. I'd also like to acknowledge all the members of the Perthling Facebook group. They've been so willing to share their stories and I look forward to working on future projects with them. If you'd like to join in the fun, as I've said every single episode, follow the links in this episode description. If you have enjoyed this series, I'd really love to hear your feedback on it. If you haven't left a review yet, please do so or email me. You can find my contacts pretty much anywhere on the web. So, for one last time, for now, the People of Perth podcast is produced by Bad Bard Productions and presented by me, Carmen Braidwood. Thank you for listening and until next time, ta-da!